Let me invite your attention to the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus. And while you're turning to find that, um, I, I thought I might point this out to you. Um, Wednesday nights around here, we study the book of Romans, and we're in Romans chapter 12 in a section that has to do with spiritual gifts. Now, that's a subject that's, in, that's important uh, in the proper functioning of the body, but it's also something that seems to be of great interest to individual believers. And so you may not be a, a regular Wednesday night attender, but probably for the next three or four weeks, we're going to be looking at that subject. And if you often wonder what it is that, how it is that God has gifted you, it might be worth your uh, spending the next three or four weeks with us on Wednesday nights as we look at it's, uh, it's Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse really 4, and going through about verse 9. So uh, come be with us. We would love to have you. And maybe that um, will help you in your pursuit of how you can serve Jesus Christ. Follow now as I read from Exodus chapter 12 at verse 21. We'll read to verse 27. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe this right as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you as he has promised, you shall keep this service And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. The grass withers and the flower fades. The word of our God, it endures forever. I hope I'm not about to insult your intelligence, but let me just make this, do this first. I I want you to understand that there is a connection between the Lord's Supper and Passover. Um, That connection is made by Jesus himself. You may know that on the night, on the last night of his life, he was in the upper room having that meal with the twelve before he was betrayed and arrested. The meal that he was having on that night was the Passover meal. On that occasion, he used that occasion as an opportunity to, to redefine it, to fill it with greater meaning, to take portions of it, not the whole thing. There are vast differences between Passover and the Lord's Supper, as you know. But he took portions of the Passover meal and, and filled them with new information or new, new, um, meaning. He redefined the symbols and out of that Passover meal, he gave to the Christian church this sacrament called the Lord's Supper. Now, having said that, 
Did you notice one of the purposes for the observation of this ritual or this sacrament? Did you notice it? It's, um, it's in verse 25. Um, in 26. One of the purposes, perhaps not the, the main purpose, but one of the purposes is to give us as parents the opportunity to explain the gospel to our inquiring children. Do you, do you see that? When you get into the land and your children come to you and say, Mom, Dad, what, what is that? Then you have a chance to, to explain the gospel to, your, to the inquiring minds of your young children. The implication is very clear, I think, and that is that the best evangelists for our children is us. The parents. Does that scare you? You know, Cindy Cole used to say that the, the question that she got most frequently throughout the course of the year was the question, how do I lead my, my children to Christ? How do I explain the gospel to them? So hopefully, l- listen up this morning, ladies and gentlemen, and, and maybe some of what I say will help you in, in performing a task that that it's, it's not that I gave it to you. <laughs> God has given you this task, and we want to help you with that task. But listen up. Well, let me point out some things, first of all, about the Passover, which have kind of a connective meaning to what we're going to do in a, in a minute or two. Guys, um, have you ever wondered why it is that the symbol in the Christian church is a cross? I mean, uh, we don't have a lotus flower for a symbol or a, or a candelabra or a wheel, the circle of life. We have a cross. I mean, if you were going to try to build a movement, why would you use a cross? Because as you know, the cross is an implement of death. It's not the only implement that the Romans had at their disposal to kill, but it was the worst one. It was... Um, It was the most excruciating. It was the goriest. It was the cruelest. And that's the thing that we've used in the Christian church as our chief symbol. There it is. We put it around our necks. We put it on the steeples of our churches. We put it on rings. It's, it's, it's our symbol. Why? Well, one of the reasons, ladies and gentlemen, is to remind you that at the center of all of Christianity is a death out of which blood flowed. Did you notice how often blood was mentioned in this? You know, um, had you been walking up and down the streets of Memphis, Egypt, on the night of the Passover... You wouldn't have had to wonder who were, who were the Jews and who were the Egyptians. I mean, you wouldn't have to have gone to the window and listened in on their conversations. Oh, well, yeah, there's some Egyptians right there. You wouldn't have to look at their attire. You wouldn't have to have wondered who's Egyptians and, and who's the Jews because all, it, was, it was right there on the door. On the lintel and the doorpost. There it was. What was? Blood. Blood! It was blood 
that was the, um, the, the line of demarcation between the believing and the unbelieving. It still is. It still is, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the death angel, as he uh, roamed down the streets of Memphis, Egypt, didn't have to wonder which house to go to. Because there it was, for everybody to see, what was it? What was it that distinguished for him where he should go and where he shouldn't go? Blood. Blood, ladies and gentlemen. Every time blood was seen, uh, the hand of judgment was withdrawn. You know, that, that blood might not mean much to us, but ladies and gentlemen, it means a great deal to God. Because every time he sees it, he moves towards that individual in mercy and grace, diverting his judgment. Blood. Now, what does that have to do with explaining the gospel to my children? First of all, guys, could, could I say this? Oh, that God would give you inquiring children. I hope your children are inquiring. And I hope they go to you, Daddy, and they say, Daddy, what, what was it that y'all were doing today? And what was that stuff that you were drinking? I mean, I don't get that. Oh, that we would have inquiring children. But what does the blood have to do with it? Well, guys, um, I'll say this quickly, but do you know that the Old Testament and the New teaches this? It's in the book of Leviticus. It's in the book of Hebrews. That without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. Mom and Daddy, the first thing that we need to say to our kids has to do with sin. Sin. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Because sin is the issue. It's not that I need a counselor. Jesus is that to me. It's not, that's a good thing. It's not that I need a friend that sticks closer to it than a brother. That's good. Jesus is that. But I need a savior. And I need a savior because I'm a sinner. And your child has got to know something about their sin. Don't lie to them and tell them that they're good boys and girls. They're not. Now, mine were. (laughs) They're not, ladies and gentlemen. They're just as fallen. They need the gospel just like grown-ups do. They need to be told. And, And by the way, don't confuse them with opaque language. That's really the reason that I am opposed to the language of um, inviting Jesus into your heart. There's nothing wrong about that language. Please don't hear me say that. But it's confusing. What does it mean? Don't confuse them. Tell them that they are sinners and they need a Savior just like Mama and Daddy do. Tell them who it was that died and why he died. It was God in flesh. It was God visiting planet Earth. It was God who took on the flesh of man and, and, and died in the place of daddy so that daddy's sin could be paid for. Tell them that the need is for a savior. 
and that his blood was spilled so that sin could be paid for. Tell him that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we here at Gracie Van, we believe in the salvation of children as children. And we've put, we've put in place a ministry back there called Amazing Grace Land. Sunday school. But what good is Sunday school if we don't explain the gospel to them? We're going to help you all we can, but mom and daddy, primarily that responsibility is yours. But tell them that salvation belongs to all those who trust in the finished work of Christ. Tell them that There's not one ounce of merit in anything that daddy's ever done or daddy ever will do or mama. But that daddy, because of his sin, needs a savior just like you do. And tell them that all who embrace this savior are everlastingly forgiven. Mom and Daddy, my hope is that as we try to clarify the gospel for our children, it will become clearer even for us. That gospel is on display in this sacrament. Our Father, I I do ask that while we observe this sacrament that is supposed to be remembered until the end of time, that as long as one Christian remains on this planet, that a sacrament that has blood at the center of it is to be observed, it's it's to be enjoyed, because in it there is a very clear display of of what has taken place for the um, sin of man. That there's not enough merit in any of us to satisfy a holy God, but there is enough merit in the finished work of Christ to save us all. So, Father, for the moms and dads in here who have not yet embraced that Savior, would would you cause them to see that now? But, oh God, the moms and for the moms and dads who have, would you grant them grace to, to explain that simple message of who Jesus is and why he had to die? One of the purposes of this sacrament. Meet us here, oh God. We ask it in Jesus' name.